Mic check, mic check, one, two, one, two. Y'all know what I came to do. He is I, I is he, W-I-L-L-M-A-T-I-C. I want to thank you all for joining me this week on the EBCG podcast. This is episode 38. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling great. It is July 31st, Monday. Huh? Come on, man. Top of the top of the motherfucking week, man. Rising grind. Rise and get to it. Get out, get out and get something. You know, uh, I'm feeling really rejuvenated, you know, coming off of my last episode. I definitely want to just thank everybody, you know, for tuning in. Episode 37, you know, push through. Uh, definitely my most personal episode to date. Um, not necessarily, though. I've, I've recorded some other things previously. Uh, point being... Definitely my my highest viewed episode, um, which I do find interesting. Like, hmm, maybe I need to start. Is it? They want to hear more of me. They probably want to. I'm not giving them enough of me. Is that what it is? Y'all want to hear more personal stories? I, I was super personal on that episode. Um, I'm probably going to not be as personal on this episode because I'm not going to hold you. I got five on the docket. I'm not going to hold y'all up. Listen, I'm still working with limited supplies. I still don't got my studio I'm still I'm still dealing with an obstacle right now in regards to the, you know, the EBCG podcast, you know, the setup. But, you know, the podcast don't stop. You know, we're going to keep this thing rolling. We're going to keep this thing going, man. This is episode 38 once again, July 31st, 2023. Um, we're definitely coming off a of fight weekend. And, you know, man. Man, yeah, we 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 definitely gonna uh, touch on that. I'm gonna give y'all my my recap, and basically how I completely missed the biggest fight since since Hagler and Hearns, fam. Everything that they were saying leading up to the promotion, this is gonna be the biggest fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I sat there and I listened to all that, and I still ended up missing the fight somehow. Of course, I watched it after the fact, so I'm up to date on what's going on, and I. We've seen the memes. We're we going to get to that, though. Like I said, man, once again, thank you all for joining me. You could have been anywhere else on the Internet, this large platform, this cesspool. Huh? Misinformation, conspiracy theories, Jamie Foxx is a clone. Yeah, all that shit. You had to shuffle through all of that, and somehow you ended up here with me. And for that, we want to thank you, and we do appreciate you all for tuning in. I want to I wanna, I wanna get to... Uh, I want to get to a few things. All right, pause me up. Well, no, before I get to anything, I guess we, you know, off top, you know, I, I, I don't like starting off podcasts with, you know, uh, just basically bad news. But at the end of the day, realistically, you know, um. Unfortunately, death is a part of life, and you know this podcast is a a lifestyle podcast. At the end of the day, I cover you know life events, things that are happening in real time, and you know off top, we we, we definitely want to send out prayers and condolences to to a few individuals um, and their families and their loved ones. Um, to Fari Campbell, off top, you know this was a uh, the personal chef of, you know, former president, you know, still the president in many people's eyes, uh, Barack Obama, you know, and first lady Michelle Obama, obviously, 
you know, this this is this was just a situation where, you know, he was discovered where was he? Martha's Vineyard, right? So he he was up there on a visit, you know, uh not really sure what the details are in regards to basically what took place, but you know, this this does appear to be a drowning. So, you know, obviously prayers and condolences to him. That's that's, you know, super unfortunate, you know. Um, for his loved ones, we, we definitely want to send a prayers and condolences to, to the James family. Come on, man. Bronny, Bronny James, man. Now this, this one right here kind of, it shook me, man. It shook me for a second there when I, when I kind of, you know, you know how this thing go, man. You know, you scrolling, you minding your business. You just scrolling, scrolling down the timeline, you know. Reading the reading the news, looking at what's going on, and then you you come across an article. You kind of got a double take. This was one of those, you know. Uh, so apparently, Bronny James, you know, uh, obviously the son of LeBron James, um, NBA prospect, you know. He basically suffered a cardiac arrest during the USC workout. Um, and that's that's pretty much all of the details that that were released. He was, you know, fortunately he was released, you know, from the hospital. And at this point in time, he's you know at home recuperating and recovering with family, which is great news. But you know, at the same time, it does have me kind of you know questioning. Just basically, is everything like what what's what's what exactly is going on right now? As far as you know. Now, this is the thing. Elon Musk actually came out and he made, you know, he insinuated that perhaps maybe we need to, you know, take a deeper look at, you know, these vaccines that were issued, you know, during that whole COVID-19 pandemic, you know. Obviously there was there was, you know, different vaccines that you know, came out during that time period and a lot of people were skeptical, myself included, just based off of things that we've read in the past and, you know, just the history and, you know, uh, the knowledge that we have when it comes to this pharmaceutical, you know, industry, right? They're not always, uh, they're not batting 100%. Let's just say that when it comes to, you know, this modern medicine that we're currently, you know, all taking so basically, to make a long story less long, you know, Elon Musk, he came out, he said what he said, basically insinuating that maybe these vaccines can be a contributing factor to what we're seeing, you know, with these athletes. Obviously, we had Damar Hamlin, who who suffered, a you know, a similar incident occurred, you know, with him. It was a little bit more severe, though. I believe we actually, he, he lost all of his vitals on the field. He basically, you know, I hate to say it, but he, he, he died. He died on the field is what happened. Um, and fortunately, you know, the medical staff was, you know, quick on their feet and they was able to, re- you know, resuscitate and revive him. Bronny's situation seems like it was less serious. But when we're dealing with, you know, anything when it comes to the heart, you know, this is this is very serious. And at the end of the day, like I said, he's recovering now. Hopefully we don't. Is this a continue? Like, is this going to be like a trend? Is basically what I'm thinking. Are we going to continue to see, you know, different incidents or instances where athletes who don't, you know, who seem to be in great shape, 
you know, uh, suffering these, you know, medical, you know, mishaps, if you will, you know, for lack of a better phrase. Uh, so just prayers up for Bronny. Hopefully this doesn't, you know, change the trajectory of his career. You know, obviously, once again, something so serious, I can only imagine scouts and, you know, you know, now things may change as far as the way, you know, he's viewed coming into the NBA because you got to look at it like they wasn't expecting this to happen. You understand what I'm saying? So what are the chances that, all right, maybe if we push him too hard over here, you know what I'm saying? It's just something else now that they have to think about, which I do feel like is unfortunate, you know. Um, but what's more important is, you know, he, he still has his life and he's able to, you know, push through, you know, at the end of the day and continue on, you know, his journey. Hopefully everything works out for the best. We we still have prayers and condolences to give. Um, we have pray. Uh, I just actually, in real time, this is breaking news on the EBCG podcast. Uh, it's definitely uh, yeah, that's interesting as well. There's a, there's an actor that just passed away. I I don't have his name. I thought I had it and I didn't. <laughs> I had it up on the screen. Listen, it is what it is. This the setup ain't right. I'm not really, you know, I'm giving y'all these pods through the wire. These are the through the wire episodes. The last two episodes, I'm not going to hold you. Like, realistically, fam, I might I might go down in the podcasting hall of fame just for the last three. If you understood, I mean, like I said, I don't want to get back into, you know, my trials and tribulations and shit. Apparently, y'all like hearing that, though, which is crazy. My, my, my most viewed episode. When I'm at my worst and shit. But I'm glad, though. I'm glad, though. And that, and that was the real reason why I put the episode out, you know? Because at the end of the day, ultimately, we are all going through and battling and dealing with different situations, you know, whether we choose to share it or not. I personally feel like it is very important to not only tell people who you are, but to show people who you are. And I, you know, that last episode was me just showing you my character and just showing you that, you know, even at my my lowest points... I could still sit here and, and deliver, you know, an episode and a podcast. I mean, I didn't edit anything, so I ain't really have to do much. I'm not editing right now. You know, it is what it is. I'm putting these out straight as you, as I'm spitting it out. Is how is as it'll be received, fam. I would not be editing until further notice, fam. Like I said, we are still currently down. I should be back up and running in, uh, you know, give me a month, man. Give me about a month. Uh, I still want it. Continue right praise and condolences. Right, let me let me continue giving praise and condolences. Uh, we definitely want to say praise and condolences to to Gilly, the kid, who you know, obviously at this point we all heard the news, the unfortunate news of you know his son, who was also a rapper. You know, I wasn't really too familiar with his you know music. I was very much aware of who he was through Gilly and Wallow and, you know, their Instagram pages. I followed both of them. I actually seen them uh, in the city one time. And they, you know, what you see is what you get with Gilly and Wallow, man. They really was walking, you know, bumping each other, acting, you know, joking in the street. They was by themselves, no security, humble. You know, they spoke back when I spoke to them. Like, I mean, listen, man, all... All you can really do here is just, just like I said, man, just send your prayers and your condolences, man. You know, two individuals. It's just an unfortunate situation, you know, because this is a gun violence situation, unlike, you know, 
you know, those previous incidents that I was just referring to, um, you know, those are like medical mishaps and, you know, accidental situations, basically. This was a, you know, a completely different situation. You know, we're dealing with gun violence. We're dealing with, you know, uh, man, just, you know, basically all of the things that we've been dealing with and all of the things that we've been talking about, you know, Gilly and Wallow. It's, it's just so unfortunate that, you know, it, something like that would happen to, you know, an individual who who basically tries to stand for the, the complete opposite of, you know, what occurred, you know. And as long as Gilly has been in that city, you know, as a pillar in that community, you would just assume from the outside looking in, of course, uh, I've only been to Philly once or twice, you know. But, you know, just based on, you know, obviously Gilly's history in Philly, you would just assume that something like this, the last person or, this, you know, the last people this would happen to in Philadelphia would be Gilly, you know. So just to see that, I mean, I just feel like it's just unfortunate and it's discouraging to know that, you know, it's pretty much not safe for anybody anywhere, you know. You could be the motherfucking king of your city. It's not safe. There were there were no I don't have there were no details released as far as like what occurred and if they were, I, I'm not really interested at this point. You know, obviously, you know the end result is has already been done. And that's pretty much as deep as I wanna really get and delve into that. Um it's unfortunate, it's history repeating itself. Um and I could say that it has to stop, but you know, we're clearly at a point now where I feel like saying that it has to stop is it's basically asking for it to continue, for real, because it's not really we're we're, we're beyond the point of having a conversation now. It's it's kind of just now like we have to have something in place. We have to implement something. Like if we're not gonna implement some type of system or try to reverse the system that whatever it is, we we we're past talking and having a conversation now. So I just feel like if you want to still talk about this stuff and you want to still say, oh, Black Lives Matter, like, I feel like you're, you're, you're just as much as a part of the problem as the person who's pulling the trigger and, and doing this stuff. You know, they say that, you know, I don't want to get too deep. I don't, I don't even want to get too deep into that because I was getting ready to go and, and derail and go into a whole nother direction. It's been that kind of month for me, right? Because I'm already kind of there. Is what I'm saying, and uh, yeah, no, but it, it is super unfortunate, man. Why, you know, cheese, rest in peace to cheese, you know, rest in power, Matula Shakur. You know, we got that off last episode. I just wanted to throw that in there again, you know, um, just so that we're clear. Uh, is that it for my prayers and condolences? I think we could get off of that now. I think we could get off of the somber. Now let's get into some. Let, let, let's let's switch gears here. And let's transition here because, like I said, you know, it's Monday. It's Monday. And we definitely, we definitely just coming off of a fight weekend. Now, this is the thing, right? First of all, fight weekend, two different sports, right? We're talking UFC and we're talking boxing, you know, and Dana White is foul. Dana White is foul for doing that. So, obviously, okay, so where do we start here, right? Let's get the UFC out the way first, right? Because I feel like my, my fan base in particular, you know, I feel like we're more of a boxing-oriented group on this side, right? 
So I feel like, let me get the UFC out the way. I don't feel like too many people really mess with the UFC like that. Because even in, like, just conversations on the street, you won't really find, you know, it's probably like 2% of people who actually know what's going on, right? So basically, they, they threw together, a, you know, a decent card. You know, I don't, I don't remember every fight that took place. Let's just get to the main event, right? The main event, Dustin Gaethje versus... uh. Justin Gaethje versus Daniel uh, Poirier. I, I, I'm mixing up the names. It's Justin Gaethje and Dustin Poirier, right? So this was the main event. This was for the BMF title. Now, the BMF title is basically just a made-up belt at the end of the day. There's no real, you know, weight class that's, you know, they basically just do this thing together. It was originally, you know... uh. Put together for the George uh, Jorge Masvidal Nate Diaz fight, and obviously Masvidal completely ab- obliterated Nate Diaz. Right? Nate Diaz is like I'm. I'm. I'm not sure why he's still fighting. He actually has a fight coming up, as I say that, with Jake Paul or something like that. Like, which is like what you Nate Diaz is about to box Jake Paul. Okay, whatever. He couldn't even get in there with Masvidal. We've seen what happened to Masvidal in his last fight. And then we've seen what he did. Point being, these guys are past their prime, and the belt is really insignificant, right? So this wasn't even really a real, you know, a must-see. It was a must-see, though, as far as, you know, stylistically. Let's get to the shits, though. Justin Gaethje, and I still haven't even seen the knockout, but he knocked he knocked, he knocked, knocked Poirier out, man. With a head kick, got him right up out of there. Uh, like I said, it's been it's other things, and then you got boxing, and then I'm still like I didn't even really see the highlights. I really didn't even see the fight for real. We gonna get to that too, right? How I, I completely missed the fight, despite the fact that I really had it on. I sat right in front of the TV, and I basically just passed out, you know, while the fight was on, fam. I missed the fight, and realistically, fam, I, I got up to the co-main event. And then I started going in and out, losing signal, and I, I kind of really just lost interest at that point. And that was basically what happened. I started losing signal, you know, the first row. Anybody that fuck with the first row, y'all know how that go already. You got to find the right link, then you, then they kick you off, and then you got to go get another one, and then it's a whole thing, right? So that basically put me to sleep is basically what happened, right? That whole process, it was draining me. So I ended up not seeing the fight. Of course, I woke up the next morning, got right on YouTube, and I seen, you know, the highlights first, first and foremost. And, I mean, listen, man, what 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 is there to really say? We off the UFC right now? Not necessarily. So, basically, this is the thing, right? A lot There's a lot to look forward to, right? On the UFC side of things and on the boxing side of things, right? Because we have a big fight card in... We have two. So, October... Then we have no. It's like Dana White is a is a machine, fam. He got like three or four big events coming up, like for the next four months, right? I know there's a big one in Abu Dhabi, which is the main one that you know uh, will feature. <clears throat> Paul himself. Who who's on that one? Oliveira versus uh, Islam Islam Makachev, right? So that's obviously a rematch that you know. I've been waiting to see, you know. Obviously, Islam, he, he went in there and he submitted uh, Charles Oliveira, which was crazy because Charles Oliveira is known as the submission artist, right? He has the most submission wins in UFC history. 
So for Islam to go in there with him and then submit him for the title, you know, obviously that's a rematch that, you know, Oliveira definitely is looking forward to. And I'm looking forward to it as well. Now, Justin Gaethje, right? And this is where we get back to this. This, And this is why this fight was so important because the winner of this basically gets the winner of that, right? Which would be a championship fight. So Justin Gaethje basically got himself in a position for the championship. You know, kudos to him. Because at the end of the day, he definitely, you know, he earned it. He earned his spot at the end of the day, you know. You got a lot of those guys who kind of just use social media and they kind of talk their way into position and they don't necessarily put in the work. I don't want to say no names, but Conor McGregor, right? Guys who could just kind of, you know, insert themselves into any fight at any given moment without necessarily, you know, having the wins and, you know, the catalog, basically, to to back it up. So Gaethje, you know, he earned his shot. I'm looking forward to everything that the UFC got going on. On that note right there, we, we slide over to the boxing side of things. So this is the thing, right? Once again, I, I definitely missed the fight, right, in real time, I'll say. But at the same time, I was tuned in and out, so I was definitely seeing. I had my money on Crawford is basically what I'm getting to, right? Just coming into the fight, I felt like I just, I don't know, man. At a certain point, I did feel like, I'm not sure, is he being overly confident? But by the time we got up to the weigh-ins, fam, and, you know, he basically, he started talking to his camp. Like, he was, he, he ready to fight people on his camp. He was just on a different type of timing, and you could just see that, you know, he was really, really looking forward to getting in the ring, right? Errol Spence, on the other hand, there was just certain things about his body language, and, I mean, listen, they were all proven to be true at the end of the day. I just didn't feel like he had all of his confidence, you know, just during this buildup, you know. It didn't really seem like he felt like he was going to win this fight. So we get to the weigh-ins, you know, they they kind of go up there and it was cool. It was classy. They shook hands. You know what I'm saying? We're looking forward to, we're going to make history. Fast forward. First of all, we got to definitely acknowledge the fact that Eminem definitely walked uh, Terrence Crawford out to the ring, which is crazy, right? Because I, I caught wind of that, that, you know, there was rumors that Eminem was probably going to walk him to the ring, but I didn't really think that Eminem was going to, actually like come outside basically right it's got like bigfoot like we when do you actually see eminem out and about fam if it's not like the super bowl right that was his last outing the super bowl right so he doesn't come outside often is what i'm saying right i only had one issue though i'm not gonna i'm not gonna hold you right and eminem's my guy right 50 50 years of hip-hop we want to salute eminem because he's definitely i mean he has to be in everybody's top 50 at least, right? If you understand syllog- like if you understand what a bar is and how hard it is to put a, a punchline together, right? And then continue to do that for the whole song with triple entendres, Eminem has to be in your top 50 at least. He's in my top five personally. But he has to be in everybody's top 50. This is, this is just a mandatory rule in hip-hop. I'm actually going to create that rule right now in real time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. July 31st. Put it on the calendar. Eminem is in everybody's top 50 because it's a lot of Eminem slander, right? But that's that's a whole nother conversation for a whole nother episode, right? That'll be the, the 50 years of hip hop episode, which is probably going to be episode 39, right? Because we coming up on that real soon, right? What is, I'm not even sure what the actual day is. 
I know it's in August though, which is great. Um, cause I was born in August, right? So that's just a perfect tie-in, and you, you already know I'm gonna be in the building for that 50 years of hip hop concert. Um, tickets on sale now. I actually don't have a ticket yet, which is crazy, but I'm I'm pretty sure I'll be able to get uh, a ticket or two. I'm in the building. The EBTG will be in the building. I will be in Yankee Stadium, August 11th, fam. Put it on the put that on the calendar as well. Let, let's get back to the fight. So where was I? Eminem. Right. So this is the thing, right? This is the thing. So I got I was I was super hyped and excited, you know, about the idea of Eminem walking. Like the visual that I caught and what I thought I was, you know, basically what I envisioned and what I imagined selfishly, right? Because this is not my walkout. This is Terrence Bud Crawford's walkout. And we may have the same name. This is my name twin. You know what I'm saying? The Terrence's is winning right now. I'm not going to hold you. We got Terrence Crawford. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm, I'm, I'm climbing up the hill right now. But at the end of the day, I see the light at the end of the tunnel. So you could just go ahead and throw me in there with him. There's other Terrence's that's winning. Shout out to my guy Terrence Mallory from the from the from the Mallory Bros podcast. Terrence is winning right now. A lot of I'm not sure what Terrence Day is right now. I'm sure he's doing some type of he probably at Harvard or something doing the whole all the Terrences should be winning right now. The summer is, you know, this is our time to shine, basically, right? So my point being, my point being, because I'm getting off, I'm getting over the point here. Eminem and he might as well have stayed inside, bro. He might as well have stayed in the house. What the fuck was that, bro? He came out there. He came out there. And I was like, whoa. Well, I didn't see it in real time. I seen it the next day. But I, when I did see it, I said, whoa, look, Eminem. I'm just waiting for him to. I, I just knew he was getting ready to perform. Lose yourself in the moment, the moment. Eminem didn't say one. He didn't rap one fucking bar. Of any song that he ever did, all of his, all of the songs that he could have did, and I, I played a few of them, right? Which is crazy, right? Because I didn't really think he was gonna walk him out, but that's exactly what he did. He walked him to the ring, fam. He put his arm around him a couple times. I, and Terrence Crawford, I'm not gonna hold you. You can see it. You can see it, and you know he he's still trying to stay focused on the fight at the end of the day. So you can't really. Fuck Eminem at the end of the day, right? I'm just glad you came at the end of the day. But at the same time, you seen it in him. He looking at him like, bro, I'm waiting for a bar, bro. I'm trying to get... I'm pretty sure he wanted him to actually perform a song, is what I'm saying. He didn't perform anything. He just walked next to him like like he was a part of his camp, basically. Like, you wasn't in there with me sparring. Like, get out of here, bro. We want you here for one reason and one reason only, fam. The trainer wasn't even walking next to him. Like, they had the trainer in the back. It just, I feel like it was kind of a botched effort is, is basically what I'm trying to get to. Uh, I thought Eminem was going to come out there and rap, man. But, I mean, listen, man, he didn't rap. But, you know, at the end of the day, the fight, the fight still happened. And, you know, I mean, like, this is the thing. I, I, I definitely, I called this fight is what I did. I called this fight. I called the fight, and I, I didn't. I didn't put a dollar on the fight, which is crazy, right? Because realistically, those odds wasn't really, you know, added up in my favor. I didn't really feel like there was a big bag to get off of this one. It was pretty much split down the middle for the most part. They might have had Bud Crawford by an edge or whatever the case may be, but there was just no parlay for me. But realistically, 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 I'm not sure why I. I didn't expect 
for Bud Crawford to go in there and completely annihilate and manhandle. He mauled Errol Spence in there, fam. It looked like it looked like a, a brown bear seen a zebra in the fam. That didn't even look all of that talk about this is gonna be an even matchup. And basically, this is going to be Bud Crawford's fuck all that. They wasn't even, they was originally, let's get back to what they, what they actually were saying in the beginning was that Errol Spence was going to be too big for Terrence Crawford. They were saying that Errol Spence was going to bully him. They basically said all of the things that happened to him that he was going to do to him. I mean, listen, man, out the gate, round one, it was a chess match is exactly what was expected. As you know, for most fights and most fighters, you know, you kind of got to see what's going on in there. All right, let me get his timing. Listen, man, usually what happens is you don't really get that till like round four or five, right? It usually take a few rounds for you to really start. What happened, though, and what actually happened was Bud Crawford had the data in round two, fam. And in round two, he, he damn near not, he got him out of there in round two. He almost got him out of there. He caught him with just a... A stiff, I'm not even sure, was it a counter jab, a counter straight right? It wasn't even a hook, an uppercut or nothing, fam. He dropped him with just a straight right to the chin. Like, I mean, listen, man. Listen, if there was any doubt about, you know, I know there were some things said prior to the fight about, once again, Crawford's size and his strength. They didn't think that he had knockout power, but clearly, at this point, I'm not really sure, you know, Let's let's just say this: the Vegas odds is gonna look different for that next fight, fam. A lot different. Uh, that's the one to put the money on. The next one is the one, cause now that we actually have a, a you know, basically, an example of what it's gonna look like. We've seen it. We've seen what it looked like, and it didn't look good for Errol Spence, man, at all, at all, at all. He dropped him in round two, fam. All right, cool. Round three, I feel like Errol came out and it was trying to push the pace a lot. Like, he was going to the body. At one point, he had him up in the corner. Ha! 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 Five-piece to the body, right? And, I, and I'll give it to Errol Spence. He didn't, you know, pause. He didn't He didn't back down at all. And this is why this wasn't like the Ryan Garcia tank fight. Now, it might have been worse as far as, like, the damage that was done and ultimately how the fighter looked at the end of the fight. You know, Errol Spence, you know, his face was pretty bruised up, man. I mean, man. He, he didn't, I've never, we've never seen him look like that, basically, right? He looked like, I don't want to speculate how he looked. I didn't, we didn't see him after the car accident, but I would imagine that that was pretty much exactly how he, he looked like he got out of the car wreck again, bro. Like he got into another car accident, respectfully, because we don't want to make light of that. And at the end of the day, I was devastated when I heard that news. Facts, right? Stopped me in my tracks. The whole day was ruined for me. So we're not trying to make light of that. But what I'm saying is he definitely didn't look good. He didn't look good, man. He didn't look good. He didn't look good in the ring. He didn't look good in the ring, and he didn't look good after the fight. In the ring, he was cool. Like I said, he was pushing the pace. But it was just kind of like, okay, but you're not hitting him with anything significant, right? You're pushing the pace, and you're trying to get I feel like he was more trying to get the win on the, the judges' scorecards as opposed to going in there and really just focusing on your opponent and what he's doing in real time and just responding. I'm not sure what his game plan was. Um, he didn't look good, man. Not when Bud Crawford is across from you, he didn't look good. 
against Danny Garcia, he might have looked great, right? He might have looked great against any of those other guys, bro. When Bud Crawford is in there, it is a different ball game, and we would never, ever, like, if nobody knew who he was, y'all know who he is now, you know. You know, Bud Crawford, two-time undisputed, uh, two weight classes, you know, made history, you know, the only male fighter to do it. The only other fighter who did it was Clarissa Shields, who is definitely, shout out to Clarissa Shields. I definitely got a voice note from Clarissa Shields. I just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah, that me and Clarissa Shields, the quote, like we actually have communicated at some point. She ain't sent another one since, but I still I still got the one she sent though, right? So on record, for the for the record, quotes is I'm talking to quotes out here, fam. If you're not one of the quotes, we don't really got nothing to talk about if you're not on the GOAT level. I'm trying to just study the GOATs right now, fam. And Bud Crawford is definitely on a GOAT level. That was an amazing performance, a GOAT performance. Uh, yeah, I, we didn't even really get to the whole thing. Because like I said, realistically, I, I need to really sit down and watch the fight. I, I haven't really got a chance. I did watch the whole thing in its entirety. But one watch is not enough, man, when, you, when you're dealing with two technicians. I mean, there was only one technician in the building on Saturday night. Uh, in this particular, you know, one of them left their tools home, fam. One of them may come with their tools, right? There was only one technician available, fam, and his name was Bud Crawford, fam. And he went to work on Errol Spence, vicious body attacks, combinations, jab. His jab was, I mean, like a goddamn Mack truck coming to his face. He, he couldn't even come forward with that jab out there. And then, you know, we got to, what was it, round seven? Was it round seven? That he, he dropped him twice in one of those rounds. I believe it was round seven. Um, and that was when it just got ugly. You know, literally and figuratively for Errol Spence. You know, his face was busted up. He, he I feel like he couldn't even, I'm not sure what it was. You know, now this is the thing. This is the thing. You know, there is a rematch clause. Uh, there is a rematch clause, so, you know, realistically, they gonna run this back. They have to run this back. The big question is, what weight are they gonna run this back at, you know? And, and, you know, Errol Spence already made it clear that, you know, he's not trying to, you know, do 147 at this point going forward. He wants to move up to 154, but Crawford said, listen, man. It was kind of hard for me to make the weight as well, right? I don't mind going up and weight. And realistically, I'm trying to fight Jamel Charlo bitch ass anyway, right? Because you was talking crazy over there. I ain't forget about you, right? So I'm going to move up and wait, right? I'm going to spank. I'm not sure if I'm going to spank you first or I'm going to spank your man. But I already spanked your man. And clearly, you can't beat him. So I'm not sure what you think you about to do with me, fam. And I know for a fact, Jamel, and I respect to Jamel Charlo, right? Because I feel like he's a, he is a decent... Good fighter, right? Great. Nah, we didn't really see the greatness quite yet. I feel like he's two fights away from greatness, right? Two big wins away, right? He's a great. He's a he's a great fighter. He is a great fighter, Jamal Charlo. I, I'll give him great. Cause at the end of the day, how long was he undefeated? He was undefeated for a while there, you know. And he he definitely uh spanked Tony Harrison, who's a, is another you know really really good elite boxer. Uh, he spanked him. So I do feel like there's a lot to look forward to. You know, I believe Canelo is, you know, basically up next. 
Jamero Charlo and, and, and Canelo Alvarez is getting ready to fight. I'm not sure what month that is. Is that October, November, December? Huh? Fourth quarter. We getting all of this stuff in fourth quarter. That we 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 can't forget about Tyson Fury and Francis Ngannou, right? Which is a hybrid fight. That's a UFC fighter. Well, a former UFC fighter, you know. Uh he's now with another promotion and they basically allowed him to do this. This this cross brand promotion thing. So Tyson Fury's fighting. We got Deontay Wilder still out there. He he's he coming off of a win. So you know anybody can really get it as far as he concerned. It's just a lot of fights to look forward to. You know, uh, but we we definitely are looking forward to this this rematch though. And I mean, if they go up and wait, if they go to one fifty four, then there's really not anything else. There's no excuse at that point for Errol Spence. You know. Because at the end of the day, when fighters kind of, you know, it's kind of like you don't ever want to feel like you got cheated out of seeing a fighter at their best. Because, you know, at the end of the day, the reality of the situation is boxing is a very, very vicious sport. Right? And it's not just only when the fighters are in the ring performing, you know, during the big fight, during the fight night. It's everything else in between before the lead up, the, you know, the training. The training camps are brutal. And what they have to do to make these weights, you know. So realistically, you know, you, you don't want to rule that out is what I'm saying, right? And maybe this was a hard way for him to make. I don't know. We don't know. He got beat, though. We know that, fam. And Bud Crawford had to make the weight, too, fam. That was the same weight at the end of the day, fam. So it's not like we dealing with a situation where you were smaller than anybody. It is what it is, man. Salute to Errol Spence and Bud Crawford, you know. Um, We will be looking forward to that rematch. We're not really sure what Tank is doing and what he's up to, you know. I feel like he just got released from jail a couple of days ago or something. We're not really sure what his next fight is going to be at this point. Uh, We just need to keep him on the streets. Keep him in the gym, fam. Like, can we just keep him in the gym? Put that, put it, lock, padlock the damn gym doors, fam. And keep him in there, fam. We can't we can't have Tank in and out of jail, you know. That's just not a good look. But uh yeah, realistically, uh Shakur Stevenson, Devin Haney is just so much Devin Haney also was arrested recently. I'm not sure what's going on with these boxers, bro. Like why are all of the the you guys actually have hands? Like your hands are weapons enough. Like just your hands alone are weapon. You get charged for, for your hands and a gun now you want a gun on top of that? So you getting two charges? I don't know what's going on, fam. Uh, I think we, I think we done with the fight game, right? I think, I think we done. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of other shit that's going on. Oh yeah, John Jones and uh, Stipe. Yeah, that's 11-11, November 11th, uh, and that's gonna be at MSG. You know, it's not a guarantee, but I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna be in the building for that. I mean, Madison Square Garden, Magic Garden. Right there, 34th, John Jones, Stipe for the heavyweight. I might have to be in the building for that one right there. I'm not going to hold you. That's definitely another one to look forward to. Uh, Yeah, 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 yeah. We going to move on, though. Let's move on to, to my visit. My visit to the Central Library. Listen, man, book a hove, man. I'm inspired. I'm inspired. And it's, it's really nothing else, else to really say about this. Uh. Man, the Book of Hove exhibit at the Central Library over there down by Grand Army Plaza. I definitely, I mean, listen, I I have not been to the library 
with that much, I mean, this probably my, I probably went there like seven or eight times, to be honest with you. I didn't, I didn't walk through the whole exhibit seven or eight times. I, I did it one time. I didn't want to be greedy. And, you know, obviously a lot of people are trying to see that. I seen it one time though, and I'm not going to hold you, man. They, they need to, they might as well just permanently leave the library the way it is right now, fam. Keep all of that shit in there. Like the Book of Hove is, I just feel like, it's just a great idea. It matches up with the theme, the library. I definitely went and got my Book of Hove card, you know what I'm saying? As a matter of fact, realistically, today, Monday, they definitely probably have another batch now, right? Because, you know, they got 13 of his album covers. So they did all 13, and, you know, the library cards are all basically like, you know, the covers of his albums, which I think is super dope because now you're incentivizing People like look, look at I'm about to, I'm trying to get all thirteen of these right, and realistically, I already had a library card right, and they actually they were supposed to switch over to, they didn't even activate the card, but I, I really just wanted to collect it anyway, to be honest. So I got the black album one, which I think is appropriate because I actually had that was probably the only J album that I physically bought, that I could actually like remember physically having the black album with the cd the cover was literally black the booklet was black the cd was another another great concept but yeah uh salute to hove man salute to i don't really call men hove right but just for the sake of the inspiration and just for the moment and you know the moment in time at the end of the day it's called the book of hove so you know we want to give respect to the to creativity uh the creative you know uh Salute to Hove, man. Salute to Hove. I think it's genius, and I do feel like an album is coming. That part. I feel like our album is definitely loading. Uh, Yeah, I feel like Jay is definitely getting ready to hit us with the Book of Hove album, right? I mean, wouldn't that just make even more sense? We've been hearing him saying this Book of Hove. He said that on the, uh, what was that, God Did on that verse? Yeah. Kind of been shouting that out. So, yeah, I'll be looking forward to that. I feel like we need to stay on new music, though. As I say, as I say, album, Travis Scott definitely dropped Utopia, right? Which this just started to feel like, you know, the Chronic 2 or some shit. Like some shit that we were just never, we just gonna always hear about and just envision what it might be, but never see it. Now he, he actually dropped the album. I'm not gonna hold you. I mean, I got a chance to like kind of skim through it. I, I I pretty much played, you know, a majority of the album. I got up to about, eh, it was about, what, 19 tracks on there? I probably got I probably got through 12, 13 of those joints. You know, I can't really sit through a whole, really, anybody's album. If you're not Kendrick or, like, one of my, you know, one of the people who are staples and have proven and have a, a catalog that I know and I'm very familiar with, basically, right? I can't really just tolerate a whole album from just anybody. And Travis Scott... I will say this, this album, uh, sonically, is probably going to be the best album that drops this year. You know what I'm saying? As far as just the production side of things. Uh, I mean, listen, if Kanye don't plan on dropping down to three or something, I mean, the production on this is, is out of here. It's out of here, bro. And, I, for, and realistically, that's kind of what carried me through the 13 songs I was able to get through. Off top, the first track, right? It's just like you, you kind of you keep me intrigued now for the rest of the album. If you starting off the album with this track, one is one of those where it's like I can't believe that this is the first track, right? 
So that's kind of what kind of kept me even to listen to the rest of the joint. It's an am- the production is amazing. It's you know, like I said, I still have to you know sit down with that album. Um, Nas definitely dropped Magic too, and you know, <sighs> you know this the thing, man. Yeah, I know Nas like the goat to me, right? You know what I'm saying. At the end of the day, Will Magic TV, it ain't hard to tell. It ain't hard to tell. That Nas is one of my goats, right? So it's kind of like he's actually it's Pac Nas, right? It's Pac Nas, right? That's in that order, right? Respectfully, left rack stand up. This the thing, right? Magic Two. Magic Two was cool, man. It was cool. It was cool. And that's I'm just gonna say it was cool. I'm not gonna ever say Nas put out anything trash, right? I'm never gonna ever. I can't say Nas put out underwhelming. Mids, nee, okay. This is the thing though, and this is the only reason why I even feel like that, right? It's only based off of basically off of Magic One for real. I'm not gonna hold you. Magic One was the one. That was the one, bro. And and what he did on there, it's just kind of like, damn, bro. It makes you just feel like I don't know if you should have even called this Magic Two. You might as well have just called this shit another, started a whole nother series with this, bro. Because how many goddamn songs are Nas and Hitbull? How many songs did they record in that session, man? I feel like there's over a thousand songs with these guys, bro. And they just keep trying to, like, they trying to act like, I don't know, man, how many more projects we going to get from Nas? I do feel like at a certain point, though. It can become excessive, man. And even the goats, even the goats got to just, sometimes you got to just chill, man. You got to just chill. You don't have to, you're Nas, man. Like, and, and realistically, like I said, Magic 1 was great. And you could have ended it on that right there. You say Magic 2. Now, in my mind, I'm going back to the greatness on Magic 1, right? And I'm like, oh, he about to do a part two of this? That's not what happened, though, for real. It's not what happened. And and realistically, I got to go back and listen to that again. I'm sure there's going to be songs that over time just get better and better. I got some joints off of there. Don't get it fucked up. It's Nas at the end of the day. I'm going to get a few. I'm going to get something off of a Nas project, right? Um, Motion. I feel like Motion is one of my joints. I got on there. Let me look at my damn playlist, man. Hold on, man. I feel like I got like two or three, right? I got three. I definitely got three, right? So motion is definitely one of them. Uh, what was the other joint? Black magic and then uh, what this all really means. I feel like he he got a shot. He shouted out Nipsey on one of them joints. He's on there talking and like I said, I gotta sit down. There's been a lot going on, a lot of different things, different things. The fight weekend coming up. I'm trying to. I got the fight on one screen. I got. New albums on another screen. It's very, very overwhelming, right? And realistically, I don't even got my damn setup the way it need to be. I'm piling through the wire, right? So I don't even really care, like, about... I'm just saying, like, it's just hard to focus on everything right now. And Magic 2 will get another listen at some point. It's just right now, fam, I, now I'm in the clear, right? Fight is over. We kind of got some time that I, I might be able to sit down with that now and really get a good scope of how that really, you know... I just don't feel like it's, I just feel like it's repetitive too, right? Hip Boy and Nas, like this formula, I, I do feel like at a certain point I want to hear maybe maybe some more 
let's try to implement some more producers now. I don't know. Like, could we get, you know, Swiss Beats maybe? I don't know. Hit Boy, we get it. We get it. Y'all, y'all, y'all caught a vibe. Y'all caught a vibe. That's your man now. Y'all probably, y'all probably investing in mad shit together. We need some Nas and other producers now, too. This is all I'm saying, right? Swiss is out there. So many other. Boy Wonder. There's other producers out here, fam. Can't, J. Cole produced, fam. J. Cole had a whole song called Let Nas Down. If anybody need to be producing your shit, it's J. Cole. He been following. He know every damn word to your catalog, I'm pretty sure. So shout out to Nas and Travis Scott. Those are the only two projects that dropped that I care about. I'm going to be honest. I'm pretty sure there's other newer artists who, who, who probably dropped or whatever the case may be. It didn't hit my desk. I'm sorry. I'm very busy. This is the EBCG podcast. And, you know, EBCG stands for what? What? Everybody can't go or grow or glow. Uh, NBA news, right? Let's get to some NBA news because, like I said, I can't edit this and it just dawned on me. Because I could go off the rails at any second while I'm doing this shit, right? I'll start freestyling all type of shit. So let me just remind myself that I will not be editing this. All right, let me put myself back into that mode. I gave you the Book of Hove tape. I feel like I'm not off that, though. I feel like that's I'm still on the Book of Hove. I am. Before we get to the NBA news, man. Like, bro, you got to just understand, like, like I said, the idea of a library in 2023. He's not, a, like, like I said in this, on the post, it's one thing to pack an arena, right, for, an, for a show... Or, you know, even a stadium, right? Which is amazing. These are all amazing accomplishments, right? Especially in the, you know, in in the world of, you know, music, music artists. And, you know, these are all things that, you know, ultimately you want to check off. But what I'm saying is this. When you get to the point where you can literally, you're not even physically there. But there's a line wrapped around a library, right? (laughs) Not just a library, the biggest library in Brooklyn this year. This is a big-ass library, fam. To have a whole entire line wrapped around. I got so discouraged when they told me. I'm like, fam, I, me? I got to go. I think I'm about to stand on this line. I ride by this shit every day. These people from, there was people coming from all over the damn place. Atlanta. Everywhere. Like, it was literally like a show. Like I said, Jay not even there. They coming really just to see some shit that you could really just watch some of that shit on YouTube for real. When you go in the room and it's like the video room and. It's really, really dope. It's really cinematic, and it really does feel like, damn, like this is kind of like, what an experience for real, right? That got me in Central Library, right? Where literally all of the, the, the anyway, let me not say what I was getting ready to say, but Central Library is not really the greatest place to be low-key, right? So you in a low-key shady area and shit, but realistically, all that shit go out the window when you walk into the exhibit and you look and you see the fucking, they got the damn, the Blueprint 3, these big art exhibit like statues and you know what I'm saying all this different memorabilia. They had the 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 goddamn uh what is the name of the baseline baseline studios. I I actually got to enter baseline studios. This is the one of the most legendary studios in hip hop history, fam. I I was able to walk in there and really they really had everything. I'm not sure if those were actual pieces of, like, they had paper and pen on the thing. I'm very observant, right? So I'm looking at the thing. I'm like, damn, this might really be some shit that was really in the studio for real. Like, 
people really was writing on this stuff. They had the board in there, the booth in there. You got Kanye on the TV nodding his damn head. He making, he cooking up, making a beat. I felt like I was getting ready to drop an album is what I'm saying. They really gave me that experience, right? So we got to salute to, you know, just any everybody that put that together for real, you know. Um, I feel like it's super dope, super inspiring, and I do feel like I will be back before that shit goes. Uh, I might be back tomorrow because, like I said, I need all 13 of them cards, fam. I got one. I'm probably not going to get all 13 at this point. I'm going to get the rest of them, though. Whatever's left, I'll be getting those. Uh, yeah, I'm spending I'm spending tomorrow for that. Let me see what they got tomorrow and all that. Let, let, I guess we get to some NBA news on this. No, at this point, it's 52 minutes in. Like I said, I will not be doing any editing. You know, I feel like I'll be back up and running on my normal on my normal algorithm, which uh, give me like, uh, I said a month, right? That's not about right. But realistically, with me, you just never know, man. You just never know. So I might say that. I, give me a month, though, man. We're going to get back up and running and all that. This was just like, I didn't want to leave y'all in the cold and all that. Because I know y'all was, I, I, I know y'all come looking for me. I know y'all, like I said, my last episode was my most viewed episode, which I do find interesting because, like I said, as I was doing that episode, you know, it, it took a, you know, it, you know. As you're recording, it's just, I don't know, man. I just felt like, I don't even feel like I was even all the way there to do the episode. But at the same time, I had to dig deep and find that, you know what I'm saying? So for that to be my most viewed, I do feel like, and then with the, you know, everything that the title represented and, you know, just everything that's been going on with me personally, I do feel like that is um, ultimately a, a good, a good sign, right? Speaking of good signs, right? Or signings. Look at my segue. Hold on. I didn't forget how to do this. Jalen Brown definitely signed a, a big a, a big bag, bro. Big, big bag. Let's just get to it. Big, big bag for Jalen Brown, right? And realistically, I got to apologize to Jalen Brown. I do. I do. I'm going to do that. And I'm going to do that right now for y'all because realistically, it was episode 30. I don't remember. It might have been 32, 33, somewhere around there. Right, it might have been actually episode thirty-five or six, because episode thirty-five was the Jimulus pack, if I'm not mistaken, right? And that was the episode where basically, <laughs> you know, I had to come on here and basically vent some things and some frustrations I had with, you know, at that particular time, the Boston Celtics, who were basically getting completely demolished by Jimmy Butler and the Miami Heat. And obviously, we've seen how that whole thing played out, and I just didn't feel like Jalen Brown was going to ever wear a Celtics jersey again. I'm just going to be honest. I thought he was done, and I, I'm just going to be honest, man. I had a lot to say, but realistically, fam, I got to shut. I got to be quiet, right? I'm not going to say what I was about to say to myself, right? Why am I? I can't tell myself to shut up. What are we doing here? I got to humble myself, though, and I got to be quiet because realistically, fam, Jalen Brown just got a contract extension, for like, five, what is, what is, I don't have the numbers in front of me because I'm not, a, I don't do this. Like, look at other people's, I don't count people's money, fam. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm too busy trying to do my own projections on what I'm about to get, right? Can't count for anybody else right now. So, Jalen Brown contract extension is the most lucrative in NBA history, fam. Exclamation point. That's what I wrote down, right? And that's what's going on right now. Jalen Brown, salute, big bag.
big bag, big motherfucking bag. He's still on Boston, and that's great. You know, they signed KCP. They still got Tatum over there. They got Marcus Smart out of there, which is crazy, right? In retrospect, I feel like Boston might they might go back to the finals, man. I don't know, man. They got rid of Marcus Smart. I'm right back on the Celtics bandwagon is basically what I'm trying to say, man. Listen, man, you just need some time after the playoffs. Listen, it was still fresh. I was still angry. I've been riding with the team for so long. I feel like I reserved the right to be a little angry when the team doesn't perform to the level that we all know that they could perform to. And they didn't do that. And I was mad. I was. I was. And I thought Jalen Brown was done, but he's not done. He's He's just getting started. And, you know. It, that's a great look for him. He definitely, um, you know, you know, Jalen Brown is basically like low-key a Black Panther and all that. So they, they definitely asked him about it. And I didn't even watch the full clip, but I, I pretty much caught it just of what was getting ready to happen. And he was getting, he, he said he trying to get Black Wall Street back. He trying to bring Black Wall Street to Boston. He on that type of time, right? Which is another reason why I got to, like, really apologize and salute. Because I'll I, I be forgetting on... Sometimes you forget who these people actually are, right? We so focused on a goddamn Euro step and a damn... You know what I'm saying? The playoffs and championships. Realistically, fam, these are, like, all people with, like, outside of, you know, the NBA. These are also, you know... uh you can admire what they do off the court as well. It's basically what I'm saying. It doesn't have to be all about what they're doing on the court. And Jalen Brown is definitely, you know, based on just what I've seen in that clip and basically what I've already known about him and his character, you know, I feel like he's definitely getting ready to do some historic stuff, you know, not just in Boston, but just in society, for real. You know what I'm saying? That kind of mind, you know, is definitely what we need in our community. Um... So I want to salute Jalen Brown. I definitely want to salute. I already saluted Kyrie on the last episode, right? I did. Oh, the Drew League. Right. So he definitely made a a Drew League appearance. I believe this was his debut in the Drew League. I don't even... I didn't see any real highlights. Uh, I think he scored like 10 points or something like that. Four assists. But it's just good to see Kyrie out and about, you know, once again, you know. My last episode was titled Push Through, and, you know, that's basically just, um, I just feel like Kyrie is a a great representation of, you know, just that message right now, and, you know, just basically somebody who had to push through all of the the talk and the speculate, I mean, they, they was telling this man he had to retire at a certain point, like, you're done with this shit, like, don't even hoop anymore type shit. So this is just to see where he is now with it. You know what I'm saying? At the Julie, he got the sneaker deal. Of course, he wore the sneakers. You know what I'm saying? He popped out with a with the new, the first colorway. You know what I'm saying? Which I wasn't really feeling. The, I mean, listen, that's a whole nother thing, right? We we still waiting to see what flavors they actually gonna put out, right? Because I, I'm not gonna hold you. There wasn't a bigger Kyrie sneaker fan than me, fam. So I'm I'm waiting to really see like what we doing for real, right? Because I'm I'm definitely planning on you know. Like, I can't even really do it. Can I even still wear the Kyrie's, like the Nike ones anymore after this? I won't be buying anymore. I know that much. I'm about to be airing it up. Yeah. Facts. Kyrie, Drew League appearance. Yeah, that, that's, that's, that's that right there on NBA. I don't really have anything else. Oh, yeah, Dame. Dame. I mean, listen, man. I'm not really sure Dame is still 
He's still in Portland, Oregon at the end of the day, fam. He is still over there. Like, I'm not really sure what the outcome of that situation is going to be because I just read something not too long ago that basically stated something along the lines that he has kind of like no option but to get traded to where we want. Basically, they get ready to uh, give him some type of, I'm not really sure if it's a fine or some type of form of punishment basically for his stance and him basically only wanting to go to Miami. So they getting ready to kind of, I don't know what's getting ready to happen, man. I don't know what's getting ready to happen. They might end up retiring, fam. He might actually be the guy that'll just walk away and wave goodbye. Like he waved to Paul George when he hit that shot. That shit was crazy, by the way. My man sidestepped him to the to the right. That's a tough shot to hit. As a righty, that's a tough shot to hit. To step right, and then you pull him from that deep. I'm not sure, man. Dame's still in Portland. Is he going to Miami or not? James Harden. I haven't really even gotten to any James Harden talk. James Harden, and that's only because I don't know what's going on with him. They keep saying different teams. First they said he was going to go back to the Rockets, and then that seemed like it was a lock, like it was a guarantee, right? Then they kind of was like, nah, that's never going to happen again. And then it's like they said New York. I'm hearing the Clippers. I'm hearing so many things. You got Paul George beefing with Stephen A. Smith. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still I'm still focused. I'm still out here in these podcast streets. I know what's going on, right? You got the pushing P. Is that is that is that the name of the podcast? Pushing P. I'm not sure what's going on, man, with the pod Paul George podcast and, and Stephen A. They got some type of back and forth going on right now, which, you know, is even more of a reason for me to come in here and hit y'all with episode thirty eight, fam. People beefing and shit, like y'all not gonna get nothing out of that. And realistically, fam, we need to all come together. And this is the problem. And this is why Ice Cube is going through what he's going through right now with the big three. And we're going to end it on Cube, right? We're going to end it on Cube because at the end of the day, like I said, we're not even back up and running yet. I get y'all hour and change off the dome, realistically, fam. I'm not really sure. A lot of these cats is not even giving y'all 10 minutes off the dome. It's a bunch of writers and... And realistically, fam, I'm not with none of that. That's why the writers strike and I could keep podding because it doesn't affect me, fam. I'm the writer. The producer, I'm not editing these, but I'm definitely the editor too. Listen, you already know what it is. Will Maddie TV, get with the way. So what was I get? I was getting ready to end it with basically uh, Ice Cube, the big three, right? Salute to Cube. And Cube has definitely been very vocal about, you know, just his his obstacles and his, you know, what he's dealing with as far as the NBA not really embracing him and embracing his brand. I just want to say, man, it's it's super unfortunate that, you know, in 2023, you know, we've come so far from the days of, you know, I mean, man, the, the battling, fighting the police and getting hosed down and, you know, just all of the racial tensions and we, it's not really we don't have that same problem anymore but for some for some strange reason our biggest problem just seems to be that we can't figure out a way to come together right and it's just really that simple at the end of the day like i said i'm past that point of just even really even having that conversation anymore i just feel like at this point it's kind of just like which side are you on right ice cube is the only black sports owner that we have right now, fam. 
Like, I need, I'm going to need people to wake the fuck up real quick. And we need to all be in support of the big three at the end of the day. And realistically, fam, we should all walk and not watch the NBA. That's really what should happen, right? But we're not having that conversation right now. You know why? You know why? Because everybody's so focused on, oh, this, what, what, who, uh, what is the name of this, this young lady, huh? This, this, this goddamn criminal who made up a whole Carly, 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 is that her name? We so focused on the soap operas that social media is playing out for us, right? People falsifying kidnappings, and we think it's so funny. We, 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 oh, look at this meme, that meme, that meme. Ice Cube is trying to get it rocking right now, fam, with a black-owned sports conglomerate called the Big Three. Let's, let's wake up right now, and let's, let's, let's just get with, you know what I'm saying? I don't know, man. I don't know. Just pick a side at the end of the day. Realistically, I can't tell y'all which side to pick. All I can tell you is you got to pick a side at the end of the day. And realistically, fam, realistically, everybody can't go. Everybody can't go, man. And that's the name of this episode. Y'all know the name of the host, Real Matter TV. I'm definitely, uh, like I said, if I don't drop another episode before August 11th, which is highly unlikely, uh, I might be back up and running. Listen, listen. 50 years of hip-hop, Yankee Stadium, the EBCGB podcast, I will be. I just said the EBC, what? The EBCG podcast will be in the building. Yankee Stadium, uh, August 11th, you already know what it is. This has been episode 38. I will catch you all next week or next month or next year or never again. EBCG podcast, this is the end of the episode. Will Matter TV, out.